0: Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the chat where we're working to destroy and dismantle stereotypes about justice impacted people. We can't wait for you to hear from our next guest, so stay tuned. Good morning, everyone. We are here today with Bobby Bostic. You can follow him on Twitter or Instagram at FreeBobbyBostic. Bostic. That's free Bobby B-O-S-T-I-C. Thank you for being here with us today.
1: Okay, I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you
0: all. Absolutely. And The Uplift, you know, we're an organization that works to dismantle stereotypes about people that have been involved in the criminal legal system. And I know that you were recently released. And we just want to know directly from you, what kind of support do you need from the community right now?
1: Uh, The support I would need from the community is I started a nonprofit it's called Dirt mama it can be found on Dirt mama on instagram their mama on facebook um that organization um it, it can, it's to help single mothers and that's the work i'm doing so i would like people to support that look at that or you just google my name and you google bobby bostic google bobby bostic b last name first name is b-o-b-b-y last name is b-o-s-t-i-c once you google my name you can see what i've been doing and my struggle of 27 years of incarceration and being out for two weeks, I mean three weeks now, and doing the work that I've been doing already that I planned in prison through the nonprofit, um, and you know, to directly support, you can just purchase my books on Amazon. I have seven nonfiction books that's out on Amazon, and next week I'll be releasing my autobiography on Amazon. So you can go to Amazon.com slash Bobby Bostic and buy my books.
0: That's fantastic. Um, I mean, I knew I knew a little bit about you, but I definitely didn't know that you have been like, entrepreneuring and kind of getting all these things set up. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about, like you had said that your nonprofit is set up to help women and just kind of like what kind of support? um, It sounds like the ways that what I'm hearing from you is the ways that we can support and the community can support you is by supporting the things that you're doing to support others. So I'd love to hear about how your nonprofit works to support women. And I'd also, after that, love to hear about, you know, one of your books and kind of what the motivation was for, uh, for writing a book. Uh,
1: the nonprofit, uh, speaking of that, that ties into what I wanted to say, uh, one of the first books that I wrote, uh, on my third year in prison, my mother, she died of cancer. She's 42 years old. Uh, she was a single mother that raised us. And of course, I took her through a lot of hell by being rebellious and hard-headed. And it was when she got sick. Well, really, it was when I got incarcerated and saw that she's my best friend and she was there on every visit, every phone call, every letter, and saw how much she really cared about me and really listened to her. And I saw what my brother and sister was taking her through while I was locked up. And I'm like, man, I did the same thing to her. Now I see the pain we caused and why she was always trying to tell us to stay away from certain people and stay out of trouble, et cetera. Um, now it, it made me realize the worth of a mother. So when she passed, I didn't want her her death to be in vain because she would, every neighborhood we moved to, we was poor, but it was always a family that was poorer than us. And she would adopt that family and take one of the children in and register them in school, whatever she had to do. And she would officially, unofficially adopt them and take care of them with the little means she had to take her own four kids. So I, her life was a uh, life of giving and trying to help people, even though she had a problem with with alcoholism and things like that, drugs or whatever. But she still had good. And so anyway, when she died, I mourned her by writing her life story. But it, it wasn't just her story; it's a tribute to all single mothers and what they go through, and telling kids to listen to their mothers, etc. It's a book of lessons. So with that book, um, years later, I um, enrolled. College and I learned how to uh, draft and do nonprofits in college. So I drafted a nonprofit called Dear Mama. It's based on her life story and the work of church she used to do. So it's a tribute to her to keep her legacy going. And I sent it to my sister and showed her how to file it. And she with my help started a uh, official 501c3 called Dear Mama. Uh, it's called Dear Mama Mothers Assist Me Mothers Association. It's officially resident in St. Louis. So what the work we do is uh, we get we adopt families throughout the city of St. Louis or wherever else and, and uh, get them whatever they need, pampers, diapers, toothpaste, cleaning supplies. And uh, I was released November 19th. I mean, I was released November 9th, but on November 19th, we did a clothing food giveaway, and that can be found online, too. If you just Google Bobby rossick the, the pictures in and the, and the video, or look at the Dear Mama Instagram and the Dear Mama Facebook, you'll see us out there passing out charity to over 400 families, fed over 400 families. So after work, God plan for prayers, and it got right out to us. So by supporting me, you supporting a lot of single mothers and kids because the stuff we give, we don't give old stuff, we give new. And moderately used stuff that is where people will take pride in learning. We don't give people regularly donations and nothing. We just help families throughout the year, every day, all day. If somebody calls us, we just fulfill the request, whatever they need. Even if we have to go to Goodwills and get it, we just go get it because we haven't learned the basics of writing grants yet. I'm in the process of having somebody trying to teach me how to write grants. But thus far, we've been doing the charity out of pocket, but we don't mind helping how we can. So. One of the books I did was Dear Mama, and based on that book, I started the C uh, ct called Dear Mama. So, uh, that, you know, it's just my books are just uh, books about the struggles of life and helping people to understand. Like um, one other book I want to tell you about briefly is called A Generation Misunderstood. It's a book about why kids are violent today, why kids do what they do, why they why are they so mis understood. The book explaining why kids are the way they are, but the book also offers solutions to help those kids because the children are our future, and if we give up on them, then we give it up on the future. So no matter how wild we say kids is, they still can be found if we just show them the right direction. So all my writings are just life-serving lessons that I learned in prison, and all the thousands of books I read, I just uh, internalized that knowledge and put it inside a book to teach what I knew from my own life experiences.
0: Wow, I mean that's really phenomenal. I appreciate you sharing that with us as well, and I mean definitely warms my heart as somebody that is a child of a single mother. Um, what an inspiration your mother was to you to start an organization to help other other single mothers and to be able to you know do community care and give back to the community in that way. So I'm um, definitely I think. I'm rooting for you. I think everyone's rooting for you. And hopefully, you know, you'll get all the things that you continue to need to be able to support um, the people in the community that mean a lot to you. And your book also sounds incredibly phenomenal. I agree. Our uh, youth are our our future for sure. Um, It sounds like your mom, one of the questions that we did have was like, who is somebody that has been influential? And it sounds like you've answered that. It sounds like your mom really provided you... Um, and I'm sorry for your loss, but it provides you a lot of like support and, and mentorship in some ways while you were inside. And, and prior to that, um, are there other folks other than your mom that you have met along the way that, you know, provided you mentorship or that you mentored, um, throughout, throughout your life journey so far?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's been, uh, it's been other people, uh such as uh um well there's been other parts of mentors like if you look at for instance uh the judge that sent to me I had Thanksgiving in her house because uh if you uh read the story you'll see that she was very instrumental in helping me get out of prison. Uh
0: the same judge that she, sentenced you?
1: Yeah same judge sentenced me who, who she has been instrumental instrumental helping me get out of prison i had thanksgiving with her house uh, she sat on certain panels with me since i've been out Uh, that could be found on youtube
0: wow yeah that's quite a that's quite a story and i I think i had heard a tiny bit about that but um yeah that's amazing so when it comes to like the advice that your that your mom kind of ingrained in you and and these principles and morals that she had taught to you are there things i definitely know that a lot of the stuff is going to be in their book. Is there anything that you, you know, are willing to kind of give a sneak peek to share with our listeners about mentorships that, that they could adopt into their life to kind of keep them going, you know, when, when they're hitting bottom?
1: Well, uh, the very, first, very most important lesson is always listen to your mother because she always got your best interest at heart. And when everybody else Turn you down, not that she'll be the one real for you. Uh uh, the mothers, our parents are our first teachers, and these are the people we need to listen to. Starting this to our peers is not going to be there in the long run. So, my advice is always to listen to our mothers.
0: That's good advice. That's harder, that's harder, um, to do sometimes than, than you know, I think. We want to admit. I think we tend to think, you know, that we know we know what's best. Um, well,
1: I would like to uh, tell people: uh, to the first, the first lesson is to listen to your mothers, because these are the first teachers anyway. Uh, also, I would like to tell them to. Uh, you know just to, um appreciate life, the simple things and don't complain about the things every day that you see because like me I enjoy the simple things in life because I just spent twenty seven years in prison. So I don't take nothing for granted. I enjoy everything in life. And that's the advice that I give people to so not complain about not complaining about the small things and appreciate the freedom. That they give you because as long as you're alive you can make anything happen you can turn things around in your life and to not judge other people that's going through addiction or whatever because those people can turn out to be great one day you never know
0: yeah that's true that's true it's good advice too i mean i think that i think that what, oh,
1: yeah, One other ahead. thing mm-hmm. that i like to tell the viewers that people are not the worst thing that they ever done we all make mistakes and you can't just hold people accountable. I mean, you hold people accountable, but you can't forever leave a mark on them because of mistakes they made in life.
0: That's very true. That's very true. Because that's like an endless cycle, right? You know, if we, if we like judge people forever, then, <laughs> then everyone's judged. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Well, I definitely think I'm going to work on, you know, focusing on appreciating the small things. I think with the busy world and after the pandemic, things got very busy. Uh, people ended up doing, taking on more things. And um, I think a lot, all of us really need to focus on like appreciating the small things that really matter. Focusing on those things. Yeah, we had
1: some. Yeah. Well, uh, appreciating the small things. Man. If we just walk around complaining all day, we, we won't see the good because we only see problems. But when you're in prison, like I was for 27 years, fighting just to get that second chance that you wasn't never supposed to get, now I can appreciate everything. If I'm standing in the store line, I don't get frustrated because I stood in the line of prison for 27 years waiting on everything. So nothing, nothing out of frustrating. Standing in the store line, I get to see people. I get to see human beings interacting with each other not fighting, trying to kill each other as, we, as people did in prison. So everything about freedom is beautiful. Everything about life, I heard is beautiful.
0: Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. And we're very happy that you're out in the community. Uh, you're such a blessing, it, it, you know, to have in the community and giving so much to others. Um, for those that are still in, you know, inside and listening, you know, what advice would you give them as far as, you know, being able to, continue to, to to be patient and, and you know, and live each day kind of the best that they can under those conditions. Is there any advice that you have for the folks listening inside?
1: Okay, the advice I have for people on the inside is to never give up, man. Uh, as we speak right now, I still I, I still got 241 years. I'm just out on parole. Uh, the judge told me when I was sentenced that, she, her exact words was that Bobby and you were down in the Department of Corrections. And it took twenty five years for me to get I mean it took twenty six years for me to get a parole date. So as even as we speak right now, I still I'm still serving that same sentence of two hundred and forty one years. I'm just out on parole, but I never gave up. Um, the other day I was going through my old boxes that I had sent home from prison and I was looking at papers, I had wrote letters, I wrote people in nineteen ninety five and I'm like, Man, how did you go through twenty seven years? Even as I as I went through them boxes it amazes me that I made it through 27 years of incarceration of trying to fight to get out, trying to just reach out to the world, hoping that somebody would answer my letter or accept the call. And I wonder, like, what type of strength did you have to get through 27 years? But I'm more aware to myself. And um, I say it was God. I say it was uh, a blessing from heaven that I made it through unscathed. I came out a pure, decent man. I never could promise my principles in there. I'm the same person I am as I went in. It, that place never made me bitter. I never confirmed to prison. Uh, even though I was in prison, I never confirmed to the prison madness. So never give up, man. Just follow your dreams no matter how hard seemed. Uh I spent years in solitary confinement, but I never gave up. So I'm telling dudes in prison, and this applies for people on the street, Just look inside and find your life purpose. Because once you find your life purpose, you find the true reason for living. And once you find the true reason for living, the sky's the limit. You want to help people. You want to do something. And you're going to follow through. You're not just going to have a dream. And then five years later, you never get to it. You never make it around to it. it. Your passion will be so strong that you will say, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do this. I'm going to sacrifice my time and whatever i got to do to get these goals accomplished. So just find that purpose and that drive on the inside and find your life purpose. And once you find that, then that's true living because now you know the reason that you're in this world. And in that reason, you can help other people in the process. So just find the true meaning in life and be at your best
0: yeah I love that thank you so much that is a lot of wisdom and a lot of tips that you know people are going to be pick, picking up from this interview so thank you for that um, you know I think I want one question to dig a tiny bit deeper into that which I do tend to ask our guests is just what about those days not trying to be a bit a what about her it's uh, but like what about those days when you're just like I can't you know I can't do this day you know
1: uh-huh. I don't have those days. My frustration will come with people, right? Like, uh, for instance, if, if authority figure is coming down, it's like, man, I just went through 27 years there, but I remind myself of how I felt in the cell. Uh, it ain't no, I can't do this because I worked so hard to get her to this day. So it's no, I can't do this. I'm gonna do it because it's, it's been too many sacrifices. It's been, uh, we can just go to the civil rights movement. We can go to the um, the um, movement to get safe slavery abolished or women the right to vote. All these struggles that for, for for us to be to live like we're living. All these modern cars, this technology. How uh, Einstein created the bulb, the light bulb. It took ten thousand tries. How Ford created the motor. You got so many miracles that you can look at every day. Um, the lamp, the light, the refrigerator. All these was uh, an invention of somebody. They wanted to give up one time or two, but they kept on going until they created this, this invention that make life for us in modern times, make mm-hmm. the easy for us. So when I look at all the things around me, the discoveries and joys of life, ain't no such thing as I can't. I mean, you can't if you don't believe. Look at the rockets. Look at the airplanes. Uh, the, the Wright brothers didn't say they couldn't make an airplane. Uh, you know, Henry Ford didn't say he couldn't make a Ford motor or the, uh, the VA motor. Nobody never said they can't and these pioneers and they, they didn't have the internet. They didn't, they couldn't Google. They didn't have GPS. So these people, Benjamin Franklin, the post office, all the adventures he made, when you look at all these greats that came before us, what's our excuse? It ain't no excuse. We just got to get up and do it. Ain't no self denying like, can't, ain't no excuses. I mean, mm-hmm. we just got to keep doing
0: <laughs> Yes. 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 Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, I think we all needed that. <laughs> we all needed to hear that and we appreciate hearing that from you. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I appreciate you coming on, uh, to the chat and talking to us, um, your time and, and your wisdom and just sharing, you know, this encouragement with other folks that are both outside and inside, cause they have a lot to learn from you. Um, again, you know, people want to get in touch with Bobby Bostic, go ahead and look him up on Twitter or Instagram at free Bobby Bostic. It's B O S T I C um and it's b-o-b-b-y any last uh any last thoughts before we um cut out Uh, this amazing interview
1: (laughs) okay well uh i believe that uh we can accomplish whatever we put our mind to read great books like napoleon hill think and grow rich read those books study them and and then after that uh the prosperity bible uh all these great books and tell you what you can and can't do uh the, the power of positive thinking, uh, all these great books, uh, as a man thinking, just read those books, take them to heart and apply it. If you apply the stuff, it give you a blueprint on where you get to where you got to go. If you have life without imprisonment, in prison or if you're wrongly convicted, read books about dudes who was actually innocent and they struggle. Hurricane, Rupert Hurricane Carter, read about Nelson Mandela, all the greats, how these guys, the fortitude that they had to get themselves out of the worst situations in the world. Read the books about people who had cancer who came back from it on the street. Read about the po- books of people who said the doctor said he's gonna die, but now 10 years later they still hurt. When you read these stories and see the pain that people had to go through, chemo and uh, the losing their house and homeless and uh, just suffering in their body, and you see how they uh, came back from that, you you will count your blessings and be like, okay, let me know that there's nothing I can't do. If you look at an old person and see the life they live, then know, okay, you are gonna get old one day too. So, you see a person with a cane and a wheelchair, you we all gonna age, and if we if a lot if God allows us to live that long, we will get old and be just like them. So let's enjoy this youth while we got it while we can walk around without no pain in our body. Let's just enjoy this. Enjoy walking around. Even if you don't have a car catching the bus, enjoy the scenery on the bus, uh, because some people can't walk, they can't look out the window. They're in jail. Some people is in the hospital bed where they can't move. So let's enjoy our mobility. Enjoy our health. We can breathe. We don't, we don't breathe in the same like some people. We don't have COPD. Let's enjoy these simple things. While we can walk. We're not paralyzed. Uh, we can see we're not blind. Let's just look at those simple things, enjoy those things, and we'll be okay. And, uh, if, if, in fact, um, some people say you shouldn't do this, but um, I'm a person that have a lot of things to give and a lot of advice to give. Um, so if anybody want to contact me, my phone number is 314-309-1058. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Free Bobby Bostic on Twitter at FreeBobbyBosick. And I'm available for any conversation or advice that I can give. And primarily, if you want life knowledge, um, I got a book on Amazon.com, two of them, are, it's about being in prison. One of them is called Life Goes On Inside Prison, and another one is called Time, Endless Moments in Prison. And these books are talking about the hardships of prison and letting people know that prison don't do time alone. We take our family through the trials and incarceration Along with us, so they suffer along with us too. They do time with us, so prison don't do time alone. So everybody suffers in that from our crimes. So we need to stop committing crimes to get money. We need to find legal hustles so we won't have to put our families to that or ourselves to that. Also, we won't have to victimize society because we leave victims hurt by our crimes. Now, these are human beings that we are harming thinking we can get a quick dollar. we harming people, and we need to realize the long-term effect that crime have. So we need to stop harming people to make a few dollars because, in the end, we still going to suffer. When we go to jail, have to get lawyers and pay for commissary and pay for TVs and radios. We're going to lose it. any money we gain through our criminal enterprise. We'll lose that in the first week of incarceration. That's how bad and how expensive it is. It is living in prison. So it's true. Crime don't pay. So for us criminals, or former criminals, we need to stop thinking about committing crime and find legal ways to make money just like the ordinary citizens that we harm do. So let's just find another way, man, besides committing crime so we can be uh, helpful to the community, not hurtful to the community. So that's the advice I got. And for anybody going through anything, just keep your head up, man. persevere, because on the other side, the sun do shine. So that's my advice today. And um, it was it was a blessing to be able to do this interview. And I hope somebody learned something from these talks. And if you want to find further knowledge for me, read my books on Amazon. And I um, hope I was able to touch somebody today as being able to do this interview as my day. So thank you all for the opportunities.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you for being with us for another episode of The Chat. We appreciate all of our listeners, viewers, and supporters. If you want to know more about The Uplift in The Chat, head over to our website at www.upliftmentors.org. Join our coalition, drop us a donation, or just spread some love and share this around with your friends and family.